Hello and welcome to the creaking salt soaked tables of the Brazen Hydro Pub and Bill with Water. We're your hosts, Ent Groven. On quest. And today we'll be sharing a pint and talking all things Runeterra and beyond. Alright, so today I think a good starting point really is, which I've seen a lot of uh, a pretty hot topic recently, is what is canon and what is not. And then we can get into leveling progression and what it's going to look like at endgame. Um, the main thing that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, especially after the announcement on October, I think it was early October, from Riot was, what is canon and what isn't? And I've seen a lot of controversy, maybe it's just me, on Legends of Runeterra, especially after our last episode, people claiming that all of Legends of Runeterra is canon. And some people saying that it isn't. It's especially oh. so when when it comes to Legends Wait. of Runeterra. Legends of Runeterra is the yeah. card game, right? <laughs> yeah. The card game, as in it exists in Runeterra, or as in the stories in Legends of Runeterra are actually happening in Runeterra. That's the contrary. So I, yeah. So there's the map, right? The map of Runeterra has a ton of short stories and stuff like that. I think a lot of that is canon. Some of it isn't. Um, like Skarner, they're going to rework that mm-hmm. completely. But then you do have, there's stories that will be canon. And the, the things that they confirmed will be canon entirely. They said Song of Nunu is canon. They said Arcane is canon. Yeah, I feel like Arcane is too popular to not make canon, right? Like imagine how many people have watched Arcane at this point. How many non-League of Legends players have watched Arcane at this point? And if they, you know, get into the world however they do and Arcane is not canon, that would be a pretty big bummer to a lot of people, I would think. Since that was their like gateway. Yeah, they said they also said so they said Arcane is canon, Song of Noon is canon, and some cinematics are canon and some are not. That's all I really wow, got from October twelfth. Yeah, they said so some of they said some of they the cinematics are canon and some aren't, and that's it. Uh, I wonder if they're still deciding that that it sounds like they're still on the fence about some stuff. Yeah. Like I I don't think they have their cinematics like set in stone yet as to what's canon and what's not. That's interesting. Yeah, and there was stuff. Maybe so some of that stuff was canon. Home, you know? <laughs> exactly and some of that stuff was canon prior like skarner was canon it's no longer canon now and they're going to rework that lore going forward so really anything after october 12th that isn't one of those three is not guaranteed to be canon i think there's a lot that is canon in legends of runeterra like i think a lot of the cards a lot of the creatures that you see in there are going to be canon a lot of the stuff that you see in the zones that's going to remain canon i think that the stories might not be though oh yeah 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 that's what i was thinking is that like I mean, like, I've not played much of Ruterra. I have played a good bit of Hearthstone, and I know, like, the PvE content is sort of just rewritten, already canon stuff, but they just kind of, you know, like, go over again, but in the card game. Uh, it sounds like Legend of Ruterra more does their own original stories, is what it sounds like. Yeah, even the original stuff in Hearthstone is usually just, like, flavor, or it's straight up not canon at all, and it's, like, obviously not canon because of how, like, ridiculous it would actually be. <laughs> if it were yeah. to exist in Azeroth. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not saying the stories aren't good. Like a lot of the stories are good. Um, it's a definitely a, a good way to tell them. I really like the the way that they tell the stories and the path of champions. But at the same time, like Nyla just going against Volibear or Volibear, mm-hmm. depending who who's saying it, is uh it doesn't I don't feel like that should be canon. Like one character of Nyla's level should not just be able to go up against Volibear. Like that'd be like yeah. It's just he's too titanic for just an individual. Oh yeah. No, I can't imagine Vol- I don't think Volibear loses to uh most of the cast of Runeterra, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wins most fights, at least as far as uh planetary conflicts go. <laughs> like just on Runeterra. Yeah, these Fr- Freljordian god level creatures, 
Like, I don't think a character should be going, go into Orn's home and just be able to fight him one on one. Like, you'd need a, an army to go up against Volibear or Orn or Nivea. Like, these are, these are semi god level creatures. Yeah. Yeah. It would need to be like, yeah, full on like military force, entire lands and like cities up against these guys. So I would hope stuff like that is not canon. The card game kind of messes with power scaling in the sense that, you know, characters are winning fights that they shouldn't. Yeah. And I, I do think there's going to be, so there's a lot that is going to be in, in the game from Runeterra. There's a lot of creatures that you see in Legends of Runeterra that I think will make it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Yeah. Like you have the cloud winder, right? If you ever watch the loading screen in, in Legends of Runeterra, you see a creature called the cloud winder. You know, there's the, the beautiful Runeterra creature that's seen soaring over, um, Jaina interacts with it. And I, I think that you'll see a lot of these creatures, the crystalline storm raptor, stuff like that will be canon. So you'll see these creatures make it into the game. But in terms of the actual stories being told in Legends of Runeterra, I, they could be canon. But Riot has not confirmed that yet. And if you do, if, if someone does have, you know, proof that Riot after October 12th confirms that Legends of Runeterra, all the stories in Arcane, and let me know. Because I mean, I don't think it'd be, um, you know, I prefer some of those stories not to be canon just because I feel like they power scale too much. Some of the, the characters that I see as God level, but I wouldn't be, you know, like heart wrenchingly broken if, if they were canon, like I wouldn't lose sleep over it. No, I, I I think when you think about an MMO, how many just random little creatures they're going to have to make for all these zones, especially throughout the leveling experience and in the open world, it makes too much sense for them not to draw from creatures in Legends of Runeterra, especially because I'm sure a lot of the cards can just be like your average random creature in like Shurima or any zone, yeah. really. I'd like to see like, those I can totally it. see that. Me too. I think fish. that's really cool. The yeah. burble fish, like we don't know much about the bur the burble fish, you know, they're just these like harmless aquatic creatures, but I'd like to see them in the game. Yeah, why not? Yeah. The more the more flavor, the more variety of creatures in the world, the better. You know, yeah. so like like I'm sure these creatures are also like they're gonna have some that are like slightly intelligent to have their own little tribes strewn throughout the world. You know, so I feel like Legends of Terror is a really great place to draw from in terms of uh, like creatures, races, that sort of deal. In terms of their stories, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like all the creatures in Hearthstone are, are technically, they're in the game. Like you'll, you'll find them in the game, but at the same time, a lot of the stories, when you go into the story mode, those aren't canon. They're just kind of, you know, made for fun in the card game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're either retellings of things that have already happened. And even then that's like a non-canon version of what's already happened. Or it's so ridiculously out there. Like I think there was like a whole like mafia themed, like a little expansion they did. It's like, yeah, it's probably not, yeah. probably not canon. <laughs> and I, I, I'm totally cool with Legends of Ruterra doing that kind of fun stuff too. Like, you know, you have all these cool characters. Why not mess around with them and make some fun non-canon events? You know, like not, not everything has to be canon for it to be cool. Yeah, like what's, what's the fighting game? Project L, right? They have so many, it's all like Project yeah. T, Project M, Project, uh, yeah, Project L. Yeah, that, that's a bad naming. I think Project F is like an <laughs> ARPG. Project T is an MMO FPS, but nothing like the only one that I really know for sure is Project L is that, that fighter. And I'm sure there's going to be stories in the fighter that you're going to like, you know, experience or whatever. But at the same time, like in that, in that sense where you're in this fighter mode and you're just traveling through this story mode, like they may scale down characters, right? Because technically, let's say you're playing, 
Yasuo and it's a story in the Freljord. Yeah, maybe you'll go up against, maybe Volibear will literally be a fighter in the game. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense to make that canon where Yasuo just trucks through, you know, 20 characters in a story mode. And that's canon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. The same thing for Legends of Runeterra. Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah, they're going to have to bend the rules to, like, especially in a competitive game like that, where you are playing as those characters. Yeah, of course, you're going to have to bend the rules a little bit to make things, uh, you know, competitive and fun. <laughs> there's a reach the point exactly. where uh yeah power scaling should not like reach into competitive games that includes a card game or a stick fighter but do you think yeah here, here's here's a fun question as a as a lore master yourself i would say as a uh you know i i, I proclaim you lore master do you think oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like i don't know anything but that's probably you know like when you study for an exam and the person that knows they don't know anything is because they studied, so they know everything that they don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel like I'm at that mean. point where I know everything that I don't yeah, know, yeah, the- which means I know nothing. <laughs> That's so true. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know things. <laughs> yeah. But do you think in the future they should continue making just some like fun non-canon events, like for the sake of like you know, like say like like, like Legends of Runeterra? Let's say that like the story modes in Legends of Ruterra are non-canon. Do you think they should continue making purposefully non-canon stories for the sake of like creative freedom and just like making their own fun stuff? Or do you think it's more interesting and more engaging to have strictly canon events in the future for Legends of Ruterra? You know what I mean? Because like Hearthstone goes all out. Hearthstone goes crazy with it in like nonsensical ways for fun. And that's because it's non-canon. But yeah, well, maybe sometimes no, I'd like to see that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. There can be there can be stories like you can release a Legends of Runeterra story and state that this story is going to be canon. Sure, but I think you you don't want to limit yourself because at the end of the day, canon has to be has to make sense for a lot of other pieces. Yeah, and you have to account for all of that. Versus when you're just making a story for fun, like you can make it where you you know you're this freaking yordle from Piltover and you go use a shrink ray on Volibear and Orn. And they're these tiny things they're running around in Demacia and they get attacked by mage seekers. You know, whatever. Yeah. You could do something weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. That just kind of like ridiculous stuff. I do hope they still do that kind of stuff too. Like I, I hope they're not afraid to uh continue making non-canon events in the future. Especially for uh, like like a card game like uh, Legends of Runeterra, where like it just seems a lot more uh like they can go a lot more casual in terms of lore compared to say like the MMO where I would want everything in the MMO to be canon. You know, I wouldn't want yeah, some like see. ridiculous out there stuff happening in Runeterra, like actually seeing it happen in the world. No, at that point it should be canon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, card game, do whatever the heck you want. I say go hog wild and have fun with it. Cause that's one thing that I think is great about Hearthstone compared to world of Warcraft where everything's canon. One thing I will say that too. Okay. So with Hearthstone not being canon, mm-hmm. you can play world of warcraft and move the story forward completely through that right yeah um compared to now if if everything is canon you're gonna have to play every game to keep up with the story i feel like the story should the the story should really be kept within the mmo itself and that should be the canon lore moving forward and every other game should not be canon like legends of runeterra should not be canon but you can have those side games which are canon like song of nunu yeah uh, convergence on a different timeline that can be canon yeah those those games can be canon and those are adding um, small stories within the world, mm-hmm. but Legends of Runeterra is literally moving the world, moving the stories forward. Wow. 
a lot. It's moving the whole world forward a lot. And that should be kept for the MMO. Like, we should not even be touching Mordkaiser yet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying that I don't want it to be canon. Because I feel like I don't want to see the story moved, progressed. Mm -hmm. Like, what what are we going to start the MMO in space? (laughs) And Nyla's literally taking care of all of these problems already by herself. Like, she's soloing everything. Why do you need to be there? That's very true. Yeah, yeah. Leave those cosmic beings to to do their own thing, and you can put that in more like a. I don't know. I mean, like the the, the thing about me is that I feel like uh, I think I think we've talked a little bit about this, especially like comparing Warcraft three to what made World of Warcraft, where I do like the idea of Riot Forge games, single player experiences, pushing the plot forward that lead into the MMO, even when the MMO is actively running, just because I think. A single player focused story driven experience is going to be a lot more engaging in setting things up for the MMO than just yeah. us talking to um to the freaking like like um what's it called? Um mage guy from Targon, you know? And he just tells us like mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just like talking to Tarek and I'm just being like, Oh yeah, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Here's the latest threat. Let's let's go do it, and then we just fight the threat. You know, That'd actually, like actually, you'd land character creation. He'd tell you, "Look, Nyla took care of everything. All right, it's already done. <laughs> just uh, we don't need just you walk here. around, explore. <laughs> I guess go. Uh, uh, welcome to Noxus. Just go, go have fun. <laughs> I don't know. We'll call you when we need you. Maybe. There's another thing. There's another thing that's been getting heat too. So there's obviously what's canon and what isn't that seems like it's a it's a point of a lot of controversy, mm-hmm. which I can see. Like if I really liked a story, maybe there's a story in Legends of Runeterra that someone really liked that they want to see made canon. Like I, I can see why you'd want that to be canon. But there's there's also another piece of controversy that I see often, which is um, people think that because me and you, we talk about factions a lot, that we just want another WoW clone. Oh, heck no. And in my opinion, I don't want a WoW clone. I'd go play WoW if I want a WoW clone. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there's, there, there is something to be said about being able to identify with somewhere. Yeah. Like there's that class fantasy of saying that you are Demacian. Absolutely. And if you are Demacian, no, you can't just walk through Noxus. And if you just say everyone is, is just like this uh, on the same group, on the same side, and you're just this individual in the world, mm-hmm. there is that, but you do take away that other aspect of being Freljordian or being Demacian or being like, you are going to lose something by saying that there are no factions. And I'm not saying that you need two factions and dividing the player base in half. And I'm not even saying that a Demacian player cannot play with a Noxian player. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that, you know, I, I completely yeah, what I, I really like the order hall system. Yeah. But go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on, on, on what I'm saying. And then I'll go into like why I'm not saying divide the player base. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think there's, there's a couple of reasons why I'm very for, uh, like having two separate factions and you identify with a faction. It's one of my favorite things about World of Warcraft. I don't want the game to be World of Warcraft. Otherwise, I would just play World of Warcraft. I definitely want it to be its own thing and stand out. But I also want to take some great things about MMOs that already exist, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it mostly comes down to the two-faction system. Mostly comes down to two things. And that is, A... Like the smaller piece, it's honestly just that I love world PvP and I want to reason the world PvP. I don't want it to just be a ridiculous like free for all. And B, I like the idea of identifying with 
a certain part of the community rather than just being part of everything. You know what I mean? I Because, like, it, yeah. it, it's sort of like saying you're a football fan or you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. There's a big difference. Yes. You know? You have your side, yes. and you get to do that fun banter with the other side. You hate these people and these people, and they hate you back. And that's some fun, passionate, like, emotion-driven stuff, community-driven stuff you can do in the game. That's why factions yeah. to me are a pretty big deal, and that's why other MMOs do not hold me as long, because I just feel like my character is just, he's just that. He's, a, he's just his character. He's just the character. He's no different from everyone You're not else part in the, of the world. world. Yeah, exactly. My character's not part of the world. Mm. He's doing the same exact story that everyone else is doing in the same exact pace. He's saying the same exact things. He's the same character as everyone else. And like when you have your sometimes faction, you like, take yeah. my thoughts and you just put it into perfect, like exactly what I'm thinking, but you put it the right way. <laughs> continue, continue. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like basically it. Like I always think of like Final Fantasy 14, right? Everyone's the same character of Final Fantasy 14. Everyone's the warrior of light. All right. Maybe like in terms of like uh, lore, like canon, your character's the warrior of light and everyone else around you is just like an adventurer. But still, at the end of the day, we're all going through the same story. The reason why I mean you were standing in the same spots because we're both talking to this character. We're both doing the same exact thing. When you identify yeah. with one faction or the other, that's no longer the case. And when you see someone who is the same as you, it's, it's in a fun way and not in a boring way. You know, if you're both Demacian, that's fun because not everyone's Demacian. You, you chose Demacia, exactly. they chose Demacia. You're brothers now. I think that's great. I love yeah. it. There's so much. You're you're having that, that connection. Yeah, you have that right connection. Right when you rate right that character creation. Mm -hmm. You yeah. don't need to be part of the same guild to have a connection because you're part of the same faction. Therefore, you're working together. You know, like it creates a lot of organic connections. I, I like what you said there. It creates a lot of organic, like we are we are the same. Me and you, brother. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't make sense for someone not to belong anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, there's something to be said about okay no one's part of anything and everyone's just free to roam the world but then when you're not it doesn't where'd you come from oh you were just born in some random you just popped out of some random field like a like a sprout yeah it doesn't make any sense like you have to be from somewhere and you being from somewhere means that you have some kind of tie to the world already and unfortunately that tie is going I mean unfortunately and unfortunately that tie is going to have some effects on your experience where because you're from this place. There's already um, some ideas about you by the world. Yeah. Like even, I'm not saying that a Demacian player and an Oxian player can't play together. Like, let's say you you play from Noxus and I play from Demacia. We could still do a dungeon together. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, the other people in Demacia technically will not be okay with you just showing up. Yeah, and I love that. They're, they they don't like you showing up. That doesn't mean you can't show up. <laughs> exactly. I love exactly. that too. And like. Like again with Final Fantasy 14, they do have their like three separate cities, and you have one city that you identify with, like one people that you identify with. But at the end of the day, once you go through your starting quests of like going through your city, the, that's about it. It's about as far as that extends, really. And then in the end, it's still like, oh, dude, there's still my point. Hey, I love world PvP. I love just the open world being a, a battleground where you get to fight and control, not so much control territories as much as just like, yeah, there's like 20 Noxians and at this zone right now. So good luck trying to get through that. <laughs> that kind of stuff to me, 
I don't know, dude. I just think it makes for such cool experiences when the two factions or three factions or whatever don't like each other. It's just, it makes so many more interactions that you wouldn't have if they're all just buddy buddy and you're all just doing the same stuff. Exactly. That that's why I say I don't want a faction system in that we're dividing the player base. Yeah. I actually don't like that about WoW. And they're stuck they're pulling back from that a lot. So I don't think that's the solution. No. But at the same time, there is to be some point where you're you're a part of the world and that um has some kind of effect on how the all the rest of the world views you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a part of the world, you're gonna have an impact on everyone else. Yeah. So you choosing Demacia, people view you differently than if you chose Freljord. Mm -hmm. Dude, exactly. If anything, adding factions should will create more player interaction. Everyone being the same faction, exactly. I genuinely believe would create less player interaction. You know? Mm. And everyone's like, Come on, Yeah, but I don't think it should be like a language, you know? Like a Demacian person should be able to still talk to a Noxian person. It's not like a language barrier where it's on the Horde and Alliance, you can't even talk to each other, right? Yeah, I think that was mostly a stop toxicity though. <laughs> oh yeah maybe <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's why they did it and also why you can't make a, a character of a different faction on the same server it's so i think a for for faction identity and b so you can't just make like a level one orc and start whispering the person you killed at the person camping you to like talk dirt you know <laughs> i think toxicity needs to be policed by the player base i agree i i, I was thinking that too actually just like ninja looting and all that stuff, you gotta trust the player base to uh, to deal with the losers. <laughs> mm. You know, yeah. I know there definitely you, should be some. Like, you yeah. should build a report. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you should be the GM should literally only be handling report claims from players saying like if enough reports go out to a player or something that they're yeah um, they investigate you know saying something bad whatever yeah 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 and they like make it right mm -hmm. with powers that normal players don't have like giving items to players or taking away items, stuff like that. That should be the only time they should step in, but they shouldn't artificially change things to make it, to avoid toxicity. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Those walls should not be there because that just comes out of distrust of the player base to figure things out on their own. And I, I like that organic mm. problem solving. I, don't know, I think, it, once again, it just makes the world feel more alive. It makes your server feel more like your server. <laughs> when you have people, you're like, oh, don't group with that guy. Screw him. Freaking looted the entire like final boss of that dungeon and left. No, nobody's gonna group with you. Those kind of organic solutions of just having a reputation in your server is very cool to me. And I think it's just a better solution in general. Because like GMs are not going to find and figure out every single problem for every single player from every interaction that they have, you know? Sometimes you just gotta leave it up yeah. to the community to make the game better. Uh, there's also um People say that when you're dividing the player base, like if you're dividing Demacia and Noxus, then you're dividing that player base in half. And because of that, like you wouldn't be able to uh, have as big of a group, like the game would suffer from that. And I think that we're, that's applying the game of today, like World of Warcraft of today to Runeterra more than saying a faction, like having factions, because yeah, you're assuming that, yeah, you're assuming that this, this game that's running on technology from 2004 is going to have the same issues as this game being developed today. Like, I think that the server is mm -hmm. going to be much bigger than people expect. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think the initial launch is going to be ridiculously insane. It just comes down to if the game is genuinely, like, fun and, and addicting to the point where people will come back, you know? But initially, yeah, that's not going to be a problem. And I still think that World of Warcraft, their biggest issue right now is them slowly bringing the factions together 
just makes the factions an inconvenience. Yeah, I think at this point in like in like modern World of Warcraft today, factions are not fun at all because they don't do anything with them. There's no reason for me, a horde player, to interact with an alliance player unless it's just like now it's like same guild, same dungeon, whatever. At that point, I'm interacting with them the same way I would interact with a horde player. In other words, why is there a faction? Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's, at that point, yeah, I agree. Factions are dumb. The way modern WoW does factions is not fun and the game's better off without it. Or they push factions harder and make them fun again. But look at classic World of Warcraft. All right. Look at, look at old timey World of Warcraft. Factions are great in Seasons of Discovery right now. The latest like version of classic WoW. They got the whole Ashen Veil thing going on. It's not perfect, but it's still fun. I'm still finding clips of world PvP events going on in there, and that's not possible without factions. And it's not nearly as fun without faction identity. Yeah. I, look, I 100% think that the game will benefit from a faction-based system, but not the faction-based system of World of Warcraft. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. The faction-based system yeah, of World of I Warcraft is not the correct way I'd want to go about things. And I, there is that one, mm -hmm. the, that one shining light that I always go back to, which I really think the, um, the order hall system in Legion was a great system to base factions on. And people keep saying, oh, you just want like, uh, things to be based on other stuff that's already created. You don't, if you want to build a great car, you don't start by inventing the wheel. You say, okay, this is what yeah, a car absolutely. is. Even the electric cars, electric cars are still just a car that runs on, on batteries now. Right. Okay. They took yeah. a regular car and they changed it. They modified it into something that's new and different. And now it's, you know, we're whatever, self-driving and all this stuff. It's still a car. Mm -hmm. This is still going to be an MMO. And that's why you need to, you should pull in what's already, what's already been proven. And I really feel like the, the Holy Trinity is something that should be proven where you want a healer, a tank and a DPS. Oh, I yeah. think the faction system, really although in World of Warcraft is not perfect, there's a lot of benefits there that it should be pulled into Runeterra because it does create that right when you launch up, you're a part of something. You know, when you're wandering in the yeah. world, if I'm from the Freljord and I see another Freljordian, especially if I'm playing a Freljord shaman and I see another Freljord shaman, I would feel more um, inclined to help that person rather than if I'm like, yeah. if I see someone from Noxus, because Freljord and Noxus have literally fought, and Freljord and Demasi have literally fought. If I see someone from Noxus wandering around the Freljord, I'll be like, you know, enjoy that frost damage, right? Like, I don't know. It's mm -hmm. just, you you want to feel like you're a part of a group on day one, the second you launch, rather than you just sprout it up out of the ground in the yeah. middle of a field. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> how How are you a part of the world when you don't come from anywhere and you don't assign, you don't align with anything? And if you don't align with anything, then where, where's your place? Like, where are you? You're just this random thing. You're not a part of the world. You're just yeah. in the world. Absolutely. I mean, I think people would like remedy that with just saying like, oh yeah, like, uh, you know, if you're a Yordle, you have your Bandle City place that you start out in, you know? Yeah. If you're a human, you have like these places to choose from and you just have your starting area and it's whatever. It's like, yeah, but guess what? Take that a step further, all right? You're not just a human from Noxus. You're a Noxian. All right. That's where you're from. That's who you are. Fighting Demosians is what you do. All right. <laughs> when you see fellow Demox, uh, like Noxians or fellow Demosians, it just brings you that much closer. And like you said, that's so true. 
it makes you so much more inclined to help out your fellow people whenever you see them out in the world doing whatever the heck they're doing, doing some quests, killing some mobs. Don't matter. That's your boy. That man's part of your faction. Yeah, that's you your boy. You go there exactly. and you help him out. And I, I swear it's so true. You feel so much more inclined to do that. I'll say this. Look at our own world. Like we're all divided into different nations and stuff. And I think that makes the world interesting, right? We still have to, mm -hmm. you know, you should get along with everyone and like, um, you know, you shouldn't be, uh, there shouldn't be any abusiveness around that. But at the same time, if you're not from anywhere, what are you? Well, you're an alien at that point. Like you don't imagine someone who doesn't belong yeah, to yeah. any country. Like, I guess maybe you're from the Amazon tribe and you just decide to, now you're venturing out into the world. <laughs> it makes no sense. So you're not yeah, a part of the world at that your point. Culture, you know, yeah. like like as a as a like Noxian, I'm gonna have some spikes on my armor. You know, mm. I'm gonna have some flavor. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like I'm from Noxus. Otherwise, what? Well, I'm just gonna wear some like freaking Yordle gear. And that's it. Like, well, I'm gonna have like my like little like tree, like cool maybe some cool like tree magicy armor. But then it's just like, yeah, I'm a Yordle. That's what Yordles do. Yordles wear this. No, no, I'm a Noxian, damn it. I fight for Noxia. I wear the cool Noxus stuff. I do Noxian things. And I, like there are countries that don't get along, right? They, they just don't get along. But you guarantee you if someone attacked Earth, uh, they'd probably focus on that rather than their conflict with each other. Same thing goes for Runeterra. Like these are places that do not get along. They don't have the same viewpoints. But at the same time, when there's a world-ending threat to Runeterra, for example, the Void, they're gonna overlook this at least for a time. Yeah, there's definitely there's a right there's a right and there's a wrong way to do factions. That's the point I wanted and to I, make. And if they do do factions, that's up to them to figure that out. You know, definitely not the modern World of Warcraft way of doing it. I would I still don't think it's the Final Fantasy fourteen way of doing it. There's there's a nice middle ground. It definitely takes a lot of work on their end to make it work. You know, factions something you have to put effort into. Oh, it's more difficult. Fun. Yeah, it's a lot more difficult. Definitely, there's a lot of. Oh, uh, yeah. no. It could easily be horrible, <laughs> you know. There's oh, yeah. a well, there's a sweet spot to it where if you get factions right, it's amazing. It could be yeah, good. it could be. That's what I see. So good, but they they that's they, they what I'm put looking the, at the yep. uh, the TLC into it. You know, it's put effort into it to make it worth your time to be a part of a nation and to fight another nation. They have to give you. I, I don't. Yeah necessarily need to give you incentive incentive to do it as much as they need to make it fun and to have like events centered around it you know you need to have like your yeah. your neutral lands your your noxian lands your demosian lands you know, there's a lot that goes into it for sure yeah uh, it's it's the more difficult option but it's the only option that i see as viable I really feel like if you just make everyone a part of everything without any association anywhere and you just bring that out of the field like a daisy, uh, it, it's not going to work out. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I would feel a part of the world. And that's why, even though it's more difficult, I think it's worth that investment. I completely agree. Yeah. Oh. Because if you're going to do away with that, you can do away with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you just want, that's, that's the problem with homogenization. Mm -hmm. Homogenization, I think, is the biggest problem in video games today is where you're trying to say everyone can be everything. Everyone can do everything. And everyone gets a gold trophy at the end. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be able to do that. You shouldn't just get a gold trophy just because you tried. And you shouldn't just be able to do whatever you want just because you want to without like 
um, just be like, you shouldn't be able to be a part of every place. Yeah. I don't want to see, I, I would be very disappointed if I see Demacia and Noxus and Frelia and all these places just as fact, as like uh, reputation bars. Mm -hmm. And you're just this random character that pops up and you can build reputation with them. Oh my God. It's like, well, we didn't want to limit the player base. <laughs> and oh, you know, you can just build up reputation with Demacia and just be okay. Now you're Demacia. No, like you need to have that. Uh, you have to have weighted choices. Yeah. Your class is a weighted choice. And because of the check, the class that you choose, you're limited mm -hmm. and that's okay because other people can do, other people will help you fill in the gaps in your class. Yeah. Dude. And that's what makes MMO is you you're acquiring people. those inter. Yeah. Uh, your class that you chose, sure. It has its problems, mm -hmm. but you know, you picked it because of this, this, and this that you liked. Uh, and then this other person may have a couple things they like about their class, and that's going to help fill in the holes in your class, which will allow you to do something great, like complete a dungeon on a, on a high difficulty. Yeah, dude. But when everyone can do everything, one, you don't need anyone else. And two, I feel like it makes the game boring because then everyone's the same. Yeah. And then like even the sense of like, oh, maybe you do need more people just because, you know, obviously like in this dungeon, the enemies are a lot tougher. So naturally you just need like five people. I still don't think that's as fun because technically you don't you don't need those people. You just need like five bodies. Yeah. You know? That's where I feel like tank healer yeah. DPS comes in. Yeah. You know? Like you're I feel like I hear the same complaints. Classes. Yeah. Like if you can just get any five classes to do a dungeon, that's not as fun as, oh, I need I need this warrior. Look at this big armored dude. All right. And then we got our cloth wearing you know, like priest or whatever the heck, like light wielder of uh, of like whatever in Runeterra. You know, you got that like clothy person, and you got that big armor person. Two completely different worlds working together to make an absolute unit. <laughs> that kind of stuff to me, I don't know, dude. I love that class fantasy. It, it helps so much when you when you need tank healer damage for class fantasy in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I hear the same complaints already about Runeterra that I hear about WoW all the time, which is like, I wanted this, I wanted that. Now everyone has an immunity because everyone wanted an immunity. Oh, I was really jealous of the Paladin bubble. Well, now a warrior can break it. And now everyone has an immunity at some yeah. point. Paladins have two immunities. It's like, enough. You know, <laughs> like you have stuff that's special about you yeah, and they have stuff special about them. And that I think that adds to replayability too. Like, okay, you, you created your character, you're from Damasi, and some people will literally, there'll be that one character and that's it. Yeah. Other people will say, you know what, I want to play, I want to see what it's like if I'm from the Freljord, I'm playing this character, I'm from Targon, like, what would that feel like? And you will, by not allowing, by limiting, you're actually increasing the amount that someone can do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's, yeah, it has more to do with how players are going to use that freedom. And let's be honest, I, I think most players, myself included, are just going to do whatever's optimal. Because the thing, if this was a single player game, I wouldn't do what's optimal. I would do whatever I think is fun. But this mm -hmm. is an MMO where your people are going to be relying on you as much as you're relying on them. So if you're not playing like the way that people expect you to play your class, you're being selfish and it's rude. You know, yeah. because you're just wasting yeah, yeah. everyone else's time. Yeah, it's just MMOs have that have that sense of responsibility to them where you have to pull your weight. So that's why when you give players freedom, you're just going to do what's best for the sake of everyone else around you. 
uh, that's why you need to set up those walls. I mean, like, as long as the classes mm -hmm. are even just, like, remotely balanced, then it's it's A-okay, you know? I, like, like I, I know it's probably going to be one healer that's better than another healer. That doesn't mean I'm always going to invite the the best healer class. Even if that yeah, was but actually, if they're better. not homogenized, yeah, they're still different. Yeah, but if they're if if all healers are the same, if all healers have those same buffs and those same abilities, and they all have an ability to make the tank immune to damage for a little bit or to like recover quickly, if they're all exactly the same, then you're just gonna choose the best every time. Yeah. But if they're all different, you're gonna want one of each healer because each one's gonna have a different buff for the group. Each one's gonna have a different uh, like get out of jail free moment. Like maybe. Uh, they can absorb all the damage and then it gets recovered. Or maybe they, when the, when the health is low, they can like, uh, like prevent damage from being done for a while. And those can be used at different times. Like if you can prevent all the damage being done, maybe that's really good on a specific boss mechanic, that one mechanic that just does a ridiculous amount of damage, mm -hmm. right? That's an immunity. They prevent damage for a while. But then the other one has it where, uh, all that damage that's taken is bursted out like as additional damage for the tank and maybe that'll be good for um another boss mechanic where he does damage not enough to kill the tank but then you can do a lot of damage to the boss itself like that that makes it where instead of wanting both you'll want instead of wanting one because they both have both of those abilities one has one ability one has the other and then you, you'd want both of them in your group that's true homogenization literally will destroy any game especially not any game but it'll destroy him yeah yeah like because a hella you don't want to be the same as everyone. Yeah, you'd make it very boring. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good point. You want you want different DPS, different healers for different situations. I think that's very important too. I mean, even like certain DPS. I think we've been saying it wrong. Hmm. Yeah, I think we've been saying it wrong. We've been constantly saying like um, we want this these uh, factions. I'm not even going to call them factions anymore because I feel like that's the wrong word. We're not trying to divide the player base. We're trying to uh, uniqueify the player base. <laughs> yeah, no, we're trying yeah. to make the player base identify with a part of the player base instead of all of us just being the player base, you know? Yeah. Like, and you could say, but then we're all a part of Runeterra, so we'll all want to interact with each that's other. That's true. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but that never works. That doesn't yeah, work that's at not going to work because it might. <laughs> you I need to care. be segregated. Sorry, there's like. They interact with other players in the open world. Yeah. Why would I? We're all the same, dude. <laughs> like you need to be a part of your group. Yeah, man. I I, I want to make that decision, and then everyone who makes that same decision as me to be part of the cooler faction, aka Noxus. You know, we're all gonna be together. Is that where you're leaning towards? I'm definitely leaning towards Noxus. I I mean, I think the Masi is really cool. Like, and I think they're gonna be really cool to fight. I'm gonna have a lot of fun being in Demacia as an Oxian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love both both of them genuinely, which is why I think they make such cool factions to be against each other, to be opposing. They each have their own cultures, their own like little intricacies, their own like pros and cons to them. I love that. But yeah, Noxus just seems way more fun in terms of uh, aggression. So I would I would go with Noxus. Man, I'm struggling. <laughs> Yeah, I know both of them I'm are really cool. struggling I between Freljord and Ionia. Oh, yeah. Oh, between Demacia and Noxus, I actually... Uh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, if it was just those I, two, which one would you choose? I kind of lean towards Demacia. Wow, that's fair. Anyway, Demacia is really cool. Their I architecture like, is awesome. Like, their city I love cool. their architecture. And I, yeah. And at first glance, they look like very... Um, yeah, they look very, like, like a standard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But then when you get in there, like it's super gray. There's a bunch of problems going on. Yeah. There's literally a dungeon beneath the city where they're feeding, force feeding mages, uh, petrocyte made into a liquid. Like it, it's, Demacia is like almost darker than Noxus. Yeah, no, I definitely think it is. I think Demacia is a lot more, uh, it, it can be a lot more immoral and it covers it up, which is, makes it even scarier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I. I think I would choose Demacia, but then I'd. I, so but at the same time, yeah, I'd want to be a Demacian that's a hundred percent like Demacia. Yeah, like Garen. Like that's how I would. Yeah, be. absolutely. Yeah, no, and I, I I'd say be screw like these mages. Like, they are a problem. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say you are a problem. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would. I would. I would go that far. Yeah, dude, yeah. You. You would. You would start a group. Be like no. No magic yeah. users. <laughs> be like, are, aren't, isn't that racist no it's it's magicist and that's perfectly yeah. fine because you're a problem you're a real real problem okay <laughs> see stuff like that comes from when you identify with a city i think that's so cool but if you're identifying with places like freljord and ionia how does that work because like oh freljord's got so many problems with demacia and noxus yeah. like you're an enemy it's honestly a three-way battle between all three of them noxus wants to move north there's literally a war the short story um stormbringer mm -hmm. where the freljord and and noxus are literally oh, fighting yeah, in a battle right. yeah, volley bear shows up and just destroys everyone yeah yeah oh my god i mean yeah I, and I demacia noxus... there's another short story oh you go what were you saying oh no go I ahead mean, I, was yeah. gonna say, I think noxus wants to expand everywhere right like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they want do. to expand in every direction. I love that. They don't really expand towards Piltover though. They don't have a problem with Piltover. They just use them for trade. That's true. That's very true. But then you want to expand past Piltover. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They they want to extend to Ishtal. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and they're definitely expanding into Shurima. Yeah, yeah. They're they're an expansionist nation. They just want to conquer everywhere. Yeah, dude. They're so straightforward. They're so simple. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I just feel like there's problems everywhere which is what i like yeah me too and then noxus and ionia are having their problems uh the fraud has problems with demacia and noxus so much like a three-way war like the fraud literally they the fraudians do raids into demacia oh my god the winter's claw and demacia yeah, they are in fraud they literally do raids there's a short story i think it's called like the top knot or something oh my god tough knot or something like that yeah they're they're literally raiding they're crossing a river and raiding into demacia because the Freljord at the end of the day is a frozen wasteland. Yeah. Okay, there's not a lot of resources up there. And so yeah, they need to they need to move south to get resources sometimes. And they don't I mean they're they're that culture of we're gonna take what we want, uh give it to us or we're gonna fight you for Oh it. yeah, no, yeah. They're very uh strength yeah. over everything, right? Over Freljord. I mean I, I think yeah. especially like uh especially um Volibear's people, his tribe, are very much like Oh yeah, the Ursa. Yeah, yeah. They're especially like, yeah, if you're not stronger, you're dead. We'll take, we'll take everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. See, I love so many problems with these nations, and I hope, I really hope that throughout the MMO, these problems don't go away. They just change. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they yeah. should not have the same exact conflicts over the same exact things going on for like years. But they shouldn't solve all mm -hmm. their problems either. Which is another thing I do not exactly. like at all about World of Warcraft's factions. Is that they just killed them completely. Like, yeah, Horde and Alliance, mm -hmm. there's really no reason. They're buddy-buddy they're now. Every single issue anyone's ever had between the two factions is now solved. So we're moving on. Yeah, just dissolve the factions at that point. Yeah, I hate it so much. 
And then there's so much there's so much you can do with it. It's not just a matter of oh, Noxus doesn't like Demacia and Demacia doesn't like Noxus. It's like, no, they don't like each other over certain things. They don't like each other for certain reasons, over certain territories, certain conflicts. And there's, like, certain peoples don't like other peoples for specific reasons. Like, you can easily move it around so much. There's so much you can do with it. It's not yeah. just a hatred for, for a city. There's a lot more going yeah. on than just that. And I love that. Yeah, at, at, at this point, Blizzard should dissolve the faction system because they move so far away from it that it doesn't even matter. It's like a, a useless choice that makes no sense yeah, anymore. Like you can't go people back. People are talking about humans and Orgamar now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they, even now, even right now, uh, I think that they should divide even more, like dissolve the faction system where it's like Horde and Alliance, mm-hmm. but divide even more, like divide up the, the player base. And then, but see, they can't do it because they're limited by technology. I, I think that this this game will be able to support a larger player base in the world, hopefully. Yeah. And it'll be more um, like I I don't want to see sharding stuff. Oh like yeah, that. I don't want to see layers. I understand there's a there's a limit. Yeah, yeah like that that's stuff that will uh, degrade the server. Mm-hmm. I hope that this this game will not have that problem. Like it's it's hard for them to go back because I think they're limited a lot. Like they can't just remove sharding and the way they set up everything. There's no way they can go back from that. Oh yeah, yeah. But Runeterra can have that fixed ahead of time. Yeah, and I especially I expect that the Riot team is obviously not only working on a newer engine, but working on a new MMO from the ground up in the modern era just means that like your abilities and things like that are going to be a lot more optimized, like particle effects and all mm-hmm. that stuff, compared to 2006 World of Warcraft, which is still going today. You know, so I hope things like yeah. World PvP are going to be a lot smoother. In a newer MMO. Because like when you really break down the way World of Warcraft works, like mechanically, with how abilities work and stuff like that, you realize how how unoptimal it is, and that's why you cannot have like twenty versus twenty battles in World of Warcraft without a lag fest going on. So I, I'm expecting Yeah, I, I don't even think twenty versus twenty does it. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're actually out in the world, I think ten versus ten is gonna cause a problem. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm expecting like, like when when we talk about factions, we want a better faction experience than World of Warcraft could ever do. <laughs> but I think World of Warcraft's yeah. faction idea is brilliant. I just think they suck at the execution yeah. on it sometimes. So, what do you think of the story so far in Runeterra? Like overall, I feel like you've you know you've watched a lot of my videos. You have an idea of the story of how it works. Like, are there any things that you you think that they should change or improve upon or? Uh, things that you feel like could be done better or things that you feel like are going well? Oh, man. Uh, like overall for the whole world. I mean, hmm, that's tough. Because I will say that there are a lot of things I like that we just talked about in terms of the lands are very different from each other. The people in those lands are very different from each other. There's a lot of variety in Runeterra. That's for sure. And I really like that. And that the variety is actually like divided but it also spills over into each other. You know what I mean? Freljord is very yeah, It's like a melting pot, but the ingredients are still there. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got your broccoli and you got your carrots, but there's still broccoli and carrots, although they're all mixed together in the soup. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Like, dude, you got this like... Yeah, actually, Demacia would be the broccoli. Like, uh, Noxus would be a couple peppers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Noxus is spicy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, that's my favorite thing about Runeterra that I've learned about. And it's mostly because you can like, like, all right, one thing I freaking love about Runeterra is that you, it, you can look at it from a high level, like we just talked about with these factions and these peoples, or you can look at it at a very low level and you can look at individual people in these places and they all have very in-depth personalities and stories and growth throughout their like time of existence in Runeterra. And I think that's freaking awesome. And I especially don't like that about Azeroth in World of Warcraft <laughs> or even Final Fantasy 14, where it's just like you got your cast of characters and that's it. You know, you got your main characters that you're going to see every expansion. And, and that, that's where most of the character development's going to go. Runeterra's not like that so far. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some characters. I think their cast is much wider. Yeah. But there's still so many characters that they focus on. Way more than like the five or six that you see in World of Warcraft and in Final Fantasy XIV, you know? See, but I feel like they do have, I mean, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV um, is a limited cast as well. I feel like World of Warcraft does have a ton of characters. They just don't use them. But they just struggle to, yeah, they struggle to use them yeah. all. And they just, they keep trying to flesh out, you know, Thrall, Jaina, Anduin. Yeah, if there's a... Freaking Tyrande. Yeah. Malfurion doesn't count. He's like oh, there he's once in a while. Oh, Malfurion's gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> He, he hasn't existed in years. <laughs> Literally, I don't yeah. think he's ever done anything in World of Warcraft. Actually, maybe Cataclysm, he did something, Damn. I don't even know. But, the, yeah, the thing is, World of Warcraft, they can do that. They just choose not to. And every time they introduce a brand new character, like uh, like in, in Battle for Azeroth, a couple expansions ago, they, inter- they, they introduced a lot of new characters, right? For Xandalar and for Kul Those two new places, new mm. peoples, new races. But they they just kind of disappear by the end of the expansion, right? They move on. And it's like okay, back to our main characters. Hope hope you had fun meeting those people. Back back to Thrall yeah, and Antwin. Yeah, I do. I do feel like they have a huge cast because it, I because it was a um, a MOBA first. Mm-hmm. You know, like Blizzard really never did a MOBA. They did it after the fact. Yeah. You know, I feel like League of Legends has been going on for so long, and their main shtick was new character that's true and so they had to create all these hero skins yeah so they had to keep creating these characters over so long that now their cast is just huge that's very true that's a very good point yeah compared to world of warcraft i mean they didn't really have to introduce new characters all the time and they created a moba but then they were just kind of adding all the old characters that were already established to get people excited yeah league of legends doesn't introduce old characters because there are none they just that's the game, League of Legends, and so they keep introducing new characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just introduced Huey from Ionia, who's like this paintbrush guy. And then there's so there's a lot of and there's a whole town now of just people who use paint, who's just crazy about paint, I guess. <laughs> and there's like this forbidden painting technique that everyone said don't use it. And this guy's like, you know what? It's nighttime, ain't nobody yeah. watching. I'm about to paint some stuff. And so they're like, <laughs> yeah. And then so they're like, okay, show us what you're doing. And so he paints an ocean, almost drowns everyone in it. That's the kind of stuff that I like to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, something dude. unique, something different. Yeah, man. And yeah, like yeah that, that's, like, that's like that low level thing where that's just one character and he has this whole story going on and his story is still actively going on right now. The, we, we don't know yeah. where the heck this guy's going to end up. <laughs> and that's great because <laughs> there's still a billion other characters also doing things right now. All right. Especially after like, like convergence with Echo and Arcane and, all these other avenues of 
of storytelling. They got all these short stories currently coming out. It's like, dude, so many little things going on in this big world of Runeterra. Yeah. And that's how I think that's how I think a, a, a fantasy world should be. There should be a lot of moving parts, small and big. Yeah. That, that's just how and that's what I love about Runeterra. I think that's the biggest thing I've liked about it so far, honestly. Here- Here's the last. It's so easy to get lost in it. Yeah, I, that's exactly why what happened to me. I feel like I got lost in Runeterra, and now I can't leave. I'm like, I can't. I literally look at other games. I'm like, I don't really want to leave. Yeah, I'm just, I'm stuck in Runeterra now. <laughs> literally lost. But there's one thing that I want to say too about the Riot Forge games. The Riot Forge games and Arcane, they've all added context to stories. Even the Freya, the people will say Song of Nunu. Song of Nunu definitely added some lore, like some new creatures. There's those new creatures made completely out of dry, out of. I always say oh, dry yeah. ice, out of true yeah, ice. Dark ice. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, they didn't really advance the story. They added context. We already knew Nunu and Willump existed. We already knew Nunu was a new Thai boy. Yeah, we knew about the Yetis. His village. Yeah, we already knew about the Yetis. Um, we didn't know as much about the Yetis' involvement in the War of the Three Sisters. And we didn't know as much yeah. about um, Lysandra and how she's with the Watchers. But we didn't release the Watchers. And then uh, Nunu and Willump started battling the Watchers. That's the difference that I'm talking about. In Legends of Runeterra, we're battling like big, big bads. You know, Nyla is literally going on and fighting Mordkaiser at this point. I, but yeah. the the Riot Forge games don't do that. Does that make sense? I think that's that, that's why I'm okay with Riot Forge being canon because they're not advancing the story. They're adding context. Arcane is adding context. They're adding the backstory of Vi and Powder and and uh, Jinx was Powder and Jinx are the same person. But yeah, as she gets older, she's called yeah. Jinx now. <laughs> But it's adding context to their backstory and it's adding a new flavor, which is now the new canon for Hextech and how it was created. But it's not advancing the story of Pilter to Piltover and Zon. But I don't want to see everything yeah. limited to being canon. So like Legends of Runeterra, I think should be freeform where you can do crazy stuff. Same thing with Project yeah, L and all not? these other titles. But the story should be adding, all the other games should be adding context to the history of the world. And then the world of Runeterra, the game should be advancing the world forward. Hmm. I like that a lot. But also, I do think that... I don't know, dude. I always think of how well the Warcraft games pushed into World of Warcraft in terms of you had a single-player experience that set everything up, Mm -hmm. and then it was World of Warcraft that resolved those that plot that happened throughout the three Warcraft games, you know? But the Warcraft games did push the story forward. I, I kind of like the idea of while the is going on, there are single player experiences like single player video games or other ways of experiencing Runeterra that push the plot, push the story forward in terms of like whatever's primarily going on in Runeterra for some like big threat or something happening. Just because I think about how well the Warcraft games went into World of Warcraft and how those set up the threads for... Uh, for World of Warcraft to undo, you know, mm-hmm. like setting up the big bad of Arthas Menethil is an obvious one. The, the Lich King, which we yeah. fight in World of Warcraft, you can't really set up Arthas nearly as well in if, if, if it was all happening in World of Warcraft. You know, same with like obviously that big comparison of the, the Lich King to Viego, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think you'd be able to do Viego's story justice through the MMO. Right, like your character's just gonna be standing there throughout the whole thing. Someone's gonna be explaining to you what's going on. You're gonna have your cutscenes that you're gonna skip because you're in a group and you're not gonna want to waste their time. 
<laughs> you know, and if you are going through a whole story single player, it's like, why am I playing an MMO then? <laughs> so that's why it's kind of like I am more inclined to have other avenues outside of the MMO that are more story driven than the MMO. So that way you don't have to spend all this time just going through some like dialogue driven quest line where I just want to do end game content. And I just want to like play with friends or I just want to level up. I want to do some more PVP. I don't feel like doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think Song of Nuna does a great job setting up the, the watchers. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I hope Riot Forge turns into that. I, I hope Riot Forge continues going on after the MMO and continues pushing the story forward for the MMO to take on in the more, you know, climactic uh, parts of the story. Yeah, I really like how you're setting up for like you're setting up the story and then the story is carried forward in the MMO, which is perfect. Yeah. No, I, I think that's done so well with World of Warcraft and Warcraft 3. But I, I hope that's something we get to see with Riot Forge and the Riot of the Moon. Yeah. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode, but we'll continue this conversation in the next one right here in the Brazen Hydro Pub in Bilgewater. You can find me at Ancrove on socials and YouTube and... Oh, you can find me at Conquest95 on Twitter. And to stay on the goings-on for this podcast specifically, follow at The Brazen Hydro on Twitter, where you can add us questions or suggest topics for us to talk about. You can also find us at TheBrazenHydro.com. Thanks for stopping by, and I'll see you in the next one.